morning and welcome to episode three in Ask Logic Cool. Uh, I'd like to thank all the people who've watched and been providing some feedback. I thought you might like to watch a sunrise rather than looking at me uh, while I answer today's question. And today's question is essentially is there a difference between contextualization and customization? Um, both very similar looking words and in fact unless you want to get fairly technical about it. They are very similar, but there are subtle differences and I guess me personally, I've used um, them interchangeably like many other trainers, but to be, I guess, a true professional in this area, they are two different terms and there are two different definitions for those terms. Let's start with contextualization. The official definition is tailoring units of competency or packaging units into a qualification. So there's two forms of contextualization here. Uh, let's start with the first one and, and the most difficult one. Um, and I think actually the area where most people struggle to sort of understand what they're trying to achieve. And this is where you're tailoring a unit or contextualizing that unit of competency. Now, what you're actually doing to contextualize the unit is including, modifying, or substituting text within a unit. So in other words, you have certain range statement, the elements, the criteria, etc. But because the way units of competency are set up, they are very generic because they are trying to cover um, a job and the many forms of that job across the industry. So you'll find that most of the terms are fairly generic, particularly when you get into the area of equipment and processes, um, those sorts of things they're going to have a very generic term rather than a very particular workplace specific term. So the idea here is if you, you know that you're going to use this particular unit in a particular workplace, you would replace those generic terms with more specific terms that are relevant to that workplace. For example, you might, rather than just saying general equipment, add in the particular equipment that is used in that workplace. The same would apply to generic terms, processes, and uh, spe specifics within that. So the idea here when we say we're contextualizing a unit is we're replacing all the general terms with, with much more specific workplace terms that we would be using in that particular workplace that we intend this unit of competency to be trained in. Um, another area that we can actually also contextualize is the exact evidence required for competence. Um, again, the evidence is typically uh, in, a, in a sort of like a, a broad range of fairly generic sort of statements, but we can tighten that up and make it much more specific to that workplace that we're going to use this unit in. Uh, we can also identify specific knowledge, skills and attributes required for the job. Now again, if you look through the various um, requirements of the unit, you'll find that these are again generic, but because we know that we're using this unit in a particular workplace, we can narrow that down to a little bit more um, specific knowledge, skills and attributes. In other words, the whole contextualization process of a unit is taking general statements and converting them into workplace specifics. Now, there's a couple of rules though that apply to this, and I think that's where some people get a little bit lost. Uh, that seems to make sense, so in other words, we're turning general into specific. But the things you can't do is that you can't actually remove anything. As soon as you actually start to remove something, 
then that unit of competency is no longer fully representative of that unit and hence you've weakened or um, watered it down. So you can't remove anything, you can't distort or narrow something down to the point that it is no longer um, applied in that industry and you can't diminish the breadth or portability of the qualification. So in other words, if you taught this particular unit in a certain sort of workplace uh, and that person then would not be competent in another similar sort of workplace, then um, that is not allowed um, in the contextualisation process. Um, so I thought I'd give you an example here, and this is from um, a fairly uh, straightforward unit, deliver and monitor a service to customers. Um, and if you look at this statement, this is an element, customers are provided with information about available choices for meeting their needs and assisted in the selection of preferred options. Now, I'll just read that again. Customers are provided with information about available choices for meeting their needs and assisted in the selection of preferred options. Now, if we analyse this statement and just think about this particular unit, deliver and, monitor, deliver and monitor a service to customers, that's a very generic unit and service could be applied to uh, any sort of customer and any sort of workplace. Now, if we put this in a, um, let's say, a chemist store, um, in a pharmacy, then immediately you can actually see that the particular workplace is going to change this statement into much more specific terms. So customers are provided with information about available choices. Now, because we know that this particular unit is going to be used in a particular pharmacy, which has certain um, products and services, then the available choices are narrowed right down now. So we might be able to, in the actual um, statement here, include the various choices. We wouldn't include, for example, um, how to buy a truck or um, suitable cars and all sorts of different things that could also occur in this sort of unit if you were taking it into another workplace. So available choices now is narrowed down into a specific list of available choices. Um, and customers meeting their needs now, the particular customers, we probably already can or, and do know the actual needs they have, so we can narrow that down to a whole series of statements in regards to what sort of needs our customers normally would have, and in our training program we would teach that. Assisted in the selection of preferred options. So in this particular workplace, pharmacy, we would have preferred options within each of the product ranges that we would want people to actually provide to customers the best option, the cheapest option, uh, a whole range of other things that must come up there. So that statement now, which is very generic, can actually be made very specific to this particular workplace. And if you went through every element, every criteria in this particular unit, deliver and monitor a service to customers, you could identify much more specific evidence that would meet the assessment requirements. You could outline um, very specific knowledge and skills and attributes that the customer service rep must have and you could also start looking at various terms within the actual elements and criteria and make them much more specific to that particular workplace. Okay, the second option in contextualisation, that was just looking at units, is that we can contextualise a qualification. Um, and this is probably one of the easier processes, in other words, if you look at any qualification, it will typically have core units and a certain number of electives. 
If again we know that this particular qualification is, um, or statement, and I should mention here that it doesn't have to be a qualification, it could be a grouping of particular units to make up a statement of attainment, and we know what the workplace is, then we would structure this qualification or statement to meet that particular workplace. So if you've done a training and analysis, we've analysed what the organisation needs, what the workplace needs, then we can't get around the fact that if we want a qualification then we have to choose the core units, but then we can actually pick appropriate electives which meet the various performance gaps. And we may, in the process of doing that, also import units into this, um, I guess, qualification to meet the particular needs of that workplace. Okay, uh, so contextualisation, two parts. One, contextualising a unit to make it more specific to a particular workplace. Second is contextualising a qualification to make it more um, specific and particular to a particular workplace as well. Um, with that qualification, we can build a statement, which is a number of units that meet a particular need, or we can build a qualification made up of core units and elective units that are also appropriate to that workplace need. Okay, now that brings up the term customisation. And look, I've been guilty of it. I'm sure that many trainers have. We've used the word customisation for the process I just explained, which was actually contextualisation. Now, there is a difference, subtle difference, um, but I, I guess it's pretty important in the training profession to make sure that we're using the right words for the right situations. So customisation occurs after contextualisation. Now, that's assuming that you've actually done contextualisation. You may have just taken the unit, not contextualise it, as, for example, we would do in TAFE New South Wales because we have a generic audience. But let's say you've contextualised a unit for a particular workplace um, and, and you're ready to run a program. Customisation occurs in the, at the stage where we've actually designed our program, but we have many options within that delivery pattern. So in other words, customisation can mean changes to activities, resources, the structure, the delivery pattern, etc., um, to suit different learners and different learner groups that we may actually meet when we're actually facilitating this program. So the contextualisation is done, in other words, the elements, the criteria, the, the range, the actual assessment evidence is all defined, and that doesn't change. Let's say we had four different training groups, that contextualisation doesn't change for those four groups, but we could run that program differently for all four groups and still achieve the overall unit competency um, at the process that we've set up before. Now, why is this important? Why would we do this? For a whole variety of reasons, which may... One of the main ones being that we might have different learners in different programs, um, different access to those learners. They might be on shifts, for example. Um, we might have different... We might find different resources more useful for certain groups. So the idea here is that we can actually change the structure of our program around. Um, that's the sort of the delivery side of the program. Without tainting or, or changing the actual competency of the program, and that's called customisation. Simple example, the program might be an eight-hour, one-day sort of program. We might run that quite consistently, but um, for a particular group, it might be a lot more effectively, um, might, not be, might be a lot more effective to run that in two sessions of four hours. Um, they're a very busy group. They can only come in in the afternoons. 
so we run it um, two groups of four. Now again we could actually vary that pattern, we might run it in two consecutive days, say a Monday, Tuesday, every afternoon for four hours, or we might run it over two weeks, um, four hours on a Monday first week, four hours on a Monday second week. Now uh, you can see here that there's many options with hours and that process of changing the hours around doesn't change the competency but it does change the overall program format and that's called customization. A certain activity for example not, may not be useful for a, a particular group. On many occasions for example I would use a role play with a group that can handle the role play uh, dynamics um, but with some groups, very shy inhibited sort of groups the role play isn't going to work. I still have to achieve that particular learning um, to get me to a particular assessment point. Say for example to replace that role play we might watch a video or I might do a demonstration. It achieves the same um, purpose and we have hence customised the program to get to the same um, outcome. So customisation is where a program outline is set but the internal workings are moved around, shifted or exchanged for a more appropriate activity or resource. Okay, well I hope that makes it a little bit clearer about the differences between contextualization and customization. I guess just in summary, contextualization is when we actually, um, and I'm going to use the word play around even though it's probably not appropriate, playing around with the internal workings of the actual unit of competency without changing the actual unit of competency, but we make things more specific to the workplace that we are going to apply the unit to. So we're turning general into specifics. Once we've done that, and we've actually got our program outline, and we've started to design the actual inner workings of our program delivery, customization comes in. So we may have a program outline that is fixed. We're going to run that through um, many groups but we may customise that delivery for different groups, for different um, training rooms, with different resources, different activities. But at the end, we still end up with the same unit of competency, but in a different way. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed uh, the sunrise in this particular episode, rather than looking at me. Um, please subscribe to the blog. It'll keep you up to date when the uh, next video is coming out and a whole range of other information that um, is basically provided daily. Um, please keep sending in those questions. I've actually got a few of them at the moment, uh, but more questions are always welcome. Gives me a greater um, range of choice. And I have a challenge for you. Uh, I've changed the format today by not showing me, just my audio. Um, what other ideas can you come up with um, that will make this video a little bit more interesting to watch while you actually absorb the um, audio information? Thank you for listening and good training has nothing to do with good luck.